Hey guys! Hey, how are we doing? We'd like to introduce our second guest, Quilin Geary, a friend of ours and a recent printmaking graduate. Yeah, so I know Quilin because we were in the same studio in first year. I met her through college and then we became like way closer friends uh, just through choosing print. And I'm so grateful for that to have met her. And yeah, I'm so excited for her to be on the podcast. How do you Me know her, Lucy? too. I met Quilin through Kate mostly and seeing her about the workshop when I was fresh into printmaking. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely looked to both of you for inspiration Aww. as a a blossoming young printmaker. <laughs> oh, that means so much to us. And yeah, so we're going to discuss her interdisciplinary approach today and also get into um her degree yeah. show um degree show work titled Between a Rock and a Soft Place. Um and how that work came about mm. conceptually, technically and um the process of hanging and mm-hmm. showing the world yeah we're just so excited to have her on the podcast she's one of our favorite people so we love Quilin. yes and we hope you love her too enjoy e- enjoy hey <laughs> hi <laughs> say hi hello <laughs> guess who's on the podcast next it's me <laughs> Quilin geary <laughs> round of applause thank you <laughs> We didn't give our last guest this intro. No. <laughs> our second it. ever guest. Exciting. <laughs> she is one of my closest friends, my best friend. Printmaker extraordinaire. Yes. Bookmaker extraordinaire. Mm-hmm. Icon legend the moment. Yes. It's me. True. Hello, everybody. True. How are you? How do you feel being on the podcast today? I'm good. Well, yeah. slightly nervous at the moment, I think, with getting started. Yeah. But. No, I'm good. And I think I'm at a good place Mm. right now with art. And I think like talking about it again after having a break from it a little bit over the summer. Mm -hmm. So yeah, no, I'm excited to get chatting to you. And I think there's some things as well that I would have told Kate or would have, she would have Mm. asked me or come up in conversation that Lucy wouldn't know. I'm excited excited too. The backstory. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, we went through a lot together in college. We were there with each other all the way through. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, it's no. I'm so excited for people, the people, the listeners, the listeners at home. How are you doing? How are you doing? I'm loopy today. Um, I knew it was delirium. This episode. Delirious. Okay. It's currently after. What time is it? Quarter to eight. <laughs> it's, not yeah. eight it's not eight. It's not eight o'clock. We've been going it's all day. It's getting so dark though. It feels so much lighter. Mm. But we're here. We're gonna. Have a nice chat. We are. we are. We'll start with as we will typically start talking about creativity as a young one. Mm-hmm. Were you a creative little child? I was, and yeah. I was actually excited because I was thinking of what you would ask me, and mm. this is one I'd like to talk about. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was definitely yeah creative. I went through so many phases, and I could probably talk or like list out so many phases that I did go through. But yeah, I think it just, it made sense that I was going to go to art college. So yeah, as a kid, yeah, I went through loads of phases um, with like games and I had, yeah, just like different games you'd play as a kid. Like I had as many businesses as well. Like I had a game where me and my, my friends would, it was called Friends. <laughs> Creative. <laughs> I can't think of anything better. Uh-huh. But yeah, I had a restaurant 
and I made like food out of clay. Had like a, a takeaway place where like Jenga blocks would be chips. No. I had like a pet shop that would that was like for my teddies and stuff. So yeah, that was fun. You know, like the top models and then the little books. I'd be drawing different outfits and things. My grandma then would come over like every summer, so that was kind of where poetry came in as well. Mm. We'd write poems together. Mm. They'd be kind of like silly little ones, like going out and playing in the sun. <laughs> mm-hmm. Did make books as well. I know one of the ones that you did. I don't know if you're going to mention it, but your uh, Nintendo DS animation. Yeah, that was the other one that I was thinking of too. I did do. There was like. One time, can I just say... Was it Flipnote Studios? Flipnote Studio, yes. yes. We were obsessed so with I never, I had a Nintendo DS. Somehow I didn't ever get into this. And then I turned around in the, my last year of college being like, I'm going to do animation. I'm going to do like videos of some kind. Like some little like... Moving, no, moving image stuff. And Queen was like, she like found this thing eventually like and she's like look what i did and i was like why are you why is your you're probably like fu- like i don't know how old you were like 13 nine, nine? Mm. yeah nine years old i was like far more advanced than me like right now i had a little girl um, like that would have been so me, good just like walking through the grass so i had like sound of the grass as well and then eventually a house would appear and then i'd like open the door and then close the door and just be like, hello, goodbye. Because <laughs> she has sounds and everything. I was like, you're crazy. Yeah, I did another one with the just skip girls. Skip rope. Yeah, so mm. skipping is just on loop. Yeah. Queen's so. one of my main inspos. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like I can see all of that <laughs> in your work. Yeah. You know I mean? mm. Yeah, for sure. You're still as interdisciplinary as you were as a child. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I went through mm. a nail phase. I painted my nails. Oh, yeah. Also went to through a massive baking phase in like six class. Oh, like yeah. I made my confirmation cake that I was really proud of. Oh, probably not like that a... great looking back now. But... <laughs> Were you a loom bands kid? Uh no, my brother no. was. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I had them. Mm, me too. Yep. Yeah, I wasn't a loom bands kid. You were. Um, you had too many other gigs going <laughs> on. <laughs> yeah. Too many businesses. No, I don't know if it was as big in my year. Mm. I think like my brother's year, two years younger. Fair. Uh, I think it was bigger for him. It's a big thing in leash, apparently. Carry too. Yeah. Um, else. Yeah, I'm sure there's like many other things mm. that might like come up in conversation anyway later mm-hmm. on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Other things. And then how did all of that broad spectrum of work <laughs> lead into print coming into second year of college? I think I'm just like, I like being hands on with things. Mm so print made sense beforehand mm. i didn't really know much about print i did like mm. line of cuts in maybe third year or something in secondary school mm-hmm. didn't really like it mm-hmm. but it was also i think didn't really like the subject matter because we mm-hmm. had to do like self-portraits mm. um and, and also secondary school line yeah, of cuts. <laughs> printing is always not good there's um yeah no i remember des mcmahon sorry we're mentioning him again second, <laughs> second time in a row Shout out again. Uh, he, was, he was mentioned last time. Um, the only he, name he, drop Yeah, no, yeah, he's the only one we mention every time. Sorry. <laughs> You're, he's, made, he's actually the next other host of the, the podcast. <laughs> he just sits in the yeah, room. Yeah, no, but I remember him saying, like, like secondary school, you know, line up printing. Not it's the not same. the same. Like, yeah. Not the same. We all have that experience. Leave the your notions at the door. Yeah. The blue line yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, it's far more, like, for, like, the crafty things of secondary school. Mm. So I didn't really know much about print like coming into it no that's probably a lie i did know mm. about print because i did do the portfolio course beforehand and mm. we did do a day of like monoprint mm-hmm. and dry point i think mm. and i liked it more then 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I saw like more possibility with print as well because got a name dropped out. Is it about okay? Yeah, it's um, we did. Yeah, I just did a print and then like the tutor just said we just print it again. So it was like a ghost print. Mm. Um, I think it's just a rose I did. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think there's like more possibility there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but like going into LSE since like didn't really know too much about print. I had the idea more so like I'd be leaning more towards like photography. Mm. But yeah, I just saw that there was like so much more that like was involved in print, mm-hmm. and I do like learning skills and yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but just being hands on with things. Mm-hmm. Um, and was it clear cut when you had to make the choice of picking? Which one you wanted to pick? Was that yeah. clear in college? Yeah. Yeah? No, I did... The three electives I did was print, photography, and graphic design. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think I'm definitely more a fine art artist mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. Um, design. Print all the way. Yes. Up print. Yeah. <laughs> so we were saying that you work in a lot of mediums and you like the variety of that printmaking mm-hmm. offers you. So you we you do... Guys, for the listeners at home that don't know... Quillen does photography, video, bookmaking, to name a few. Okay, printmaking, of course. Mm-hmm. How did that come about in the end? Like in fourth year, did you, did you expect that, or do you feel like that's just how you are? Um, I guess that is kind of how I am. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Sometimes I find it difficult to just focus in on one thing. So even thinking of like my childhood again. Like, there were so many different things. So I feel like it just made sense that it was different. But also suited the project as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I could get contacts made to my degree show. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah, to so people know what was involved. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was, I had a video being projected. And I created a little safe space for people. So there was a bean bag and a carpet. And then I had made four publications um so different books people could like pick up and look through and i also had one that people could write into so yeah i had like performance in their photography poetry uh print i like how they all start with p Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um yeah i was just i think i enjoy having a range of different things and not like box Mm -hmm. myself into one process Mm -hmm. because it can be limiting Mm -hmm. um so can i can i ask you a question about because i so i did the fourth year with you in college and mm-hmm. I were close so I remember that you did the workshop yeah in the second semester Quillen did this workshop about um performance it was like performance related mm-hmm. and I remember that definitely did have an impact on your work do you want to talk about what the workshop was about at all because yeah. it kind of is like the origin in some ways yeah, of the of sure. the final year work. I wanted yeah. to know about this yeah. <laughs> because it's been my whole project was yeah completely different like in the first semester of fourth year um I was looking I was looking at kind of performance I had this drawing of um a stage and it was titled mm-hmm. the performer who never performed so it was kind of talking about maybe being told or kind of maybe societal pressures and stuff to be a certain way or to do things and then just like not wanting to do that mm-hmm. um so I had that and then it also was kind of creating a little character where I kind of dress myself like a little bit younger and I also have like in a lot of my work I use myself I don't really include other people I think I just prefer having myself and being able to direct myself and just like Mm -hmm. if I don't like it I could just delete it and no Mm -hmm. one else has seen it Mm -hmm. so yeah but I was looking at a lot of like there's quite a lot of performance happening in my work so then in January 
one of the my tutors came and asked if I wanted to do this performance workshop. So it's primi- primarily um like sculpture students that were doing it, but there was still spaces, so it was kind of open to other other uh, disciplines. Mm-hmm. So I was like really nervous about it, but I think Kate as well also like pushed me to do it. I kind of knew that it was something that I should do, but I was like ah. out of your comfort zone, definitely yeah. like yeah. 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 Um yeah, I don't like putting myself out there a lot. So it was like a very different situation to be in. Mm-hmm. Um and I think I learned a lot from it. But yeah, I guess there's like a lot to say that you could or a lot that I could say about the performance mm-hmm. workshop. But it was a lot about like one of the books that I made for my degree show I've titled Time Space Presence so they are kind of the three if you think of it as like a triangle that performance is mm-hmm. um and they're all happening at the same time mm. anyway we couldn't like prepare any of the performances we kind of got given the task and had to do it then and there mm. um so it's all talking about just kind of allowing yourself to do whatever you feel like or what your body kind of needs to do or wants to express so yeah, I was quite emotional over the three days because I was like very anxious. Mm-hmm. Um, we were, the place we were in was also like kind of cold, so mm-hmm. I was just like freezing the whole time. And then I was also kind of in a group of people that I didn't really like. I knew, but I wasn't really close with any of them. Mm-hmm. There was like two from my class, but the rest, mm-hmm. it was kind of the the first time I guess having a workshop with any of them. It's quite a the the space where you're in the church gallery, I yeah. think. So there's a church gallery in college, and I feel like it's quite an open space, but mm-hmm. you're being quite emotionally vulnerable. Yeah, yeah. Deep, deep down in such an open space where people walk through that aren't even in the workshop as well. Yeah. So maybe that has part partially. Yeah. Got so to there's do with loads it of elements. Lots of, of yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Um, but yeah, for the the third day, then we had to. So the first two days we weren't. But the first day we weren't working with objects. Um, then we were the second day. We also did like a meditation session on the second day, which was really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was nice, kind of just calming. And then on the third day, we got to bring objects. So I brought in something that was like related to my kind of the project that I was talking about before. But that would have been like more of a performance, like a kind of a scripted thing had mm-hmm. I done that. Um, but someone brought in a like the UDs from like that you can get from Duns. So basically a big fluffy blanket and since I was cold and kind of nervous the whole time it just was really comforting so when it was my time we got called at random as well so you're just kind of sitting there like waiting oh, anxious yeah um so yeah when I got called I just you kind of have to go with your gut feeling mm-hmm. um so I went for the duty and I just wrapped myself up in it and that was kind of all I did I just kind of sat there and I I kind of hid mm-hmm. um, so yeah I was quite emotional and mm. I was emotional afterwards yeah. um, because I think there was a lot building up and then it was kind of a release mm-hmm. which was nice and I think I was a little bit stuck in my project as well um, but yeah it was I think it was yeah, like it gave me the chance to or like it maybe a medium to express mm. what I was kind of wanting to um, so yeah the, a lot of the project is about like it was called Between a Rock and a Soft Place um so it was a lot about rest and kind of being overworked and there was a poem that I wrote um back in October November I think Mm -hmm. that was called wintering so it was it was talking about just I'd been pondering the idea of hibernation 
Um, so those thoughts were kind of happening, but I didn't really know how to express that, I don't think. So yeah, the performance workshop gave me that medium mm. which to do that, which was really good. So then my project, mm. I just had direction then and I had the kind of imagery or how I wanted it to look as well. It was like a catalyst for mm. it to yeah. go on. Yeah. And then yeah. I made the books kind of, it was all based around what I felt and the yeah, kind of the imagery, I guess, of it, the aesthetic mm. of it. But yeah, I, I filmed it, then my mom helped me, and we went to uh, the sand dunes, and I, I basically recreated the um, performance that I did in the workshop. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and then I made poems and stuff kind of that came from that. So, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's so nice. I remember there was, like, two people from the year above that had done a, a performance workshop, and I feel like in some ways... Like going into the workshop, tutors were kind of emphasizing how people had done performance workshops in the past and it had like really helped them in their project. And it, and it did when you like look back on mm-hmm. how much it actually mm-hmm. influenced their project in the end. And it's probably got to do with the timing of the workshops as well, of those performance. There was a different performance workshop, but it was yeah. with a different different person. Um, but I think in some ways, because we, we know someone who definitely did it and it definitely influenced a lot. Mm-hmm. In some ways, if I was to go into the workshop, I would have felt like a pressure like, ooh, as well, like an, another element of like, I'm supposed to get a lot out of this. This is going to shape my whole project, even if you don't consciously think yeah. that's what's going to happen mm-hmm. and you just go in open to it. Yeah. It's still, there's still in general, when you're in fourth year, there's like a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. And especially at that time of year, you're like, there's thesis coming there's like things like an essay coming up and Mm -hmm. everything's due but you're also supposed to be making big headway with your project you Mm -hmm. know so it's very much an intense time so I can I understand how you you know yeah it's it's great that that happened for you yeah yeah and it's nice that it I feel like it's sometimes the times that we least expect to be struck by some inspiration that we air mm-hmm. that that kind of just like was just a passing oh do you want to do this workshop and you're like oh, give it a go and then it just changed the course of everything <laughs> yeah yeah I mean there's like the two projects like the one I was doing same first semester kind of aesthetically it looks completely different or it's mm-hmm. like very different but also like very much the same mm-hmm. even in terms of like the videos that I was making, which I was kind of taking like screenshots out of to to later print or make a book out of or something. Even like some of the movements that I was doing was still similar. But yeah, no, I much prefer what the project turned out to be like. Mm. Yeah, no, I'm grateful for that workshop. Would mm. I do it again? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a lot. Well, yeah. yeah, it was a lot. Um, oh. And it was a, it, like so much, I think I've, I felt so much over the course of three days yeah very intense yeah i've had a lot of tutors mentioning performance to me Mm -hmm. have you looked at this it's a big step isn't it yeah i know i need to but and sometimes they say it in a very sometimes it's said in a very nonchalant way like just do this i remember being told like i can relate in terms of there's a video and i'm not going to talk on about it because it's not my episode Uh, but i had a video and i remember being like okay so i have this idea and i'm gonna chew my fiddle and they were like so where's the video (laughs) where is that Mm. and i'd be like well it's in my head (laughs) so i I know it's it's fine um but sometimes they're like just do it and it's actually kind of it's almost like there's this 
I always felt there was like this pressure building up. Yeah. The longer things go on, the more mm-hmm. that you feel lost in your, in mm-hmm. your, but that's part of it is like being lost yeah. in the, what you're doing, you know? I just wish someone could like hold my hand and show mm-hmm. me how to yeah. do it sometimes. Yeah. But that's not how that goes. I think, yeah, mm-hmm. it needs to come when it's ready. And do you feel like that sort of interdisciplinary approach was encouraged? Like, sometimes mm-hmm. I feel like they're like, but do some, be in the workshop more and do some more print stuff. Like, do you feel yeah. like that was... Um. Yeah, I think when you... Well, when we got mm. into fourth year, it was... Yeah, encouraged. it's different, yeah. Um, mm. So you're like, okay. <laughs> mm. Not everything is just like actually just making a print and putting mm. it on the wall if anything it was not it wasn't anti-print <laughs> but it was like the opposite of mm-hmm, yeah, yeah every year in print is different every year yeah. second year is technique third year is like mm-hmm. concept and then fourth year is like go yeah. for it don't do, any, don't do that <laughs> don't with do print, print just yeah. like yeah yeah like, do all the other stuff you don't know how to do it so yeah. okay yeah um, um, that's why i wanted to make sure that like it's good it was still mm. um a main piece of my work yes. so that came through in the books, like one of my books was screen printed and like hand stamped and then one was risograph printed and then the other one I drew mm. and then they were also stamped um, with the poem. We definitely had good chats about, mm-hmm. we have a similar ethos in like how um, me and Queen sort of think that way, do you know? Like I remember us in fourth year being like, right, well, print, we like print and mm-hmm. we want to print, we're in print yeah. and we want to have that be a part of our end of like end of year show like that's like mm-hmm. a big thing that we love like massive um because there was a lot of stuff that we were trying that wasn't directly print um but we yeah you kind of almost had to i don't know it feels like almost know. this betrayal to study something for three years and then leave it behind for a degree I guess, show but actually not it's, it's really surprising <laughs> how encouraged um it was a weird one uh mm-hmm. sometimes uh, because sometimes you'd be doing something and or you'd want to have it something you'd you'd say an idea for a print or something like that and it, it actually would be shut down and you'd be like but that, I'm actually really passionate about it yeah. and, and you've just yeah. shut it down um, like just, and you okay, want me to do that something doesn't work like give me advice for mm. how mm. I yeah. can incorporate print it yes because so I was I so feel... grateful to have you in mm. in print mm. with me and and other people too but obviously I feel like we worked a lot together or yeah we're just friends so yeah yeah shared a studio space exactly shared a corner we did yeah like i think of shania future guest Mm. (laughs) an awful (laughs) lot that like how could i do any of it without her sitting in the studio next to me yeah to complain to or to just like bounce ideas off of or yeah studio is such a an imperative space isn't it Uh, yeah and i think for print there's there's it's a social Mm. a social discipline whether we're aware of it or not we're Mm -hmm. always informed by one another Mm -hmm. um and you share the workshop the place that you kind of make work in as well Mm -hmm. so those those print people that we gotta hang up to yeah yeah that's interesting i feel like right now with third year they're like I feel very pigeonholed into print that I'm like, I want Mm. to do more things, Mm -hmm. but I feel like... You're going to love fourth year. (laughs) But then I feel like, did fourth year feel to you both like, I have a year now. Yes. Like, like I have to squish all of this extra interdisciplinary stuff into one year. 
No, I mean you just take it every day as it comes. Like, yeah, but yeah, I think yeah. well for some people it might have been a lot, mm. or a lot of like new skills mm. to learn. Yeah, so if they're co- yeah. incorporating like video photography. Mm. Uh-huh. Yes. Um, like I was kind of lucky in a sense that I, like I really like photography and that has always been in my work. Mm-hmm. Um, and video I also, um, did a bit of kind of in ty and stuff. So I was familiar with that medium as well. Um, so it wasn't like too new. Mm. Like I knew how to work a camera and stuff. But yeah, sometimes it can be like an extra thing to learn then when you do come to fourth year. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. you're a pro. You're really good. She's great at photography. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. I'm, I less so know my way around a camera compared to Miss Queen. And obviously she's, you're great. Like, um yeah i was like she she actually you photographed my degree show so thank god <laughs> shout out to my mom for her camera yeah shout out and tripod levy all the yeah nothing um, is my tripod yeah do you want to talk about that at all like do you want to talk about um like how you like photography at all in terms of like how you started learning that or um or no sure i think my mom got interested in photography i don't even know know when mm-hmm. i guess like started taking family photos but mm. um yeah i just became more interested um i guess it was like as i was growing up so i don't know in terms of timeline mm-hmm. uh, but yeah i was always had like an interest in it so i always had my my own camera mm. um usually um so yeah like anytime you go on holiday you take photos and stuff mm-hmm. um so my mom did do um like a little crash course photography thing with myself and another friend um so then we did that um mm-hmm. but yeah like in I think TY I was big into photography mm-hmm. um I think I was really inspired by a lot of things that I was seeing like on Instagram and um YouTube so I was like well I, I was like I want to take videos and mm-hmm. make cool edits of them too mm-hmm. um so I did do that for a bit. So it's always, yeah, it's always been there. And then I uh, got really interested in film photography. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one, I can't remember what Christmas it was, but, um, or I don't even remember what I what I got for that Christmas, but um, I got in talking with my dad about, I don't even know how it came up, but he was like, I have cameras upstairs, I'll bring them down. So <laughs> he went upstairs and he brought down uh, like an old Polaroid camera that he had and his point and shoot film camera mm. and there was another camera that i haven't used but and you were yeah, like and you were just hiding these upstairs <laughs> yeah. so that was like and you know i like photography <laughs> <laughs> so that was like Secrets. even uh, that was just like my highlight of the day uh-huh. um, that was, was like, the christmas so present better than any of the christmas <laughs> yeah so yeah no i really like film photography as well mm-hmm. um so yeah i've used i have gotten myself um my own like manual camera i was using my oh that was the other one he had a manual camera on the point shoot mm. um but the manual was like a a fake kind of nikon no fake one of those like canon a ones mm. or something mm. um so i think the last time i took photos there was like a light leak that got in so just I gave just, up <laughs> i found i found a good deal on done deal or adverts or something mm. um so yeah i got my own but yeah i'm still using his point and shoot that's nice mm. I'm 
have a role in my mom's old point and shoot at the moment that I don't know if they're going to come out or not, mm-hmm. but it, there's something really sentimental about mm-hmm. using the same. My mom using my mom's old point mm-hmm. and shoot. Yeah. Well, I'm not, I'm not using it very often, <laughs> but I have it. My mom found two. I know, there's two. still pictures on there. Yeah, but mom's definitely mm-hmm. works, and she gave me one, well, she just found two, and then Emily was like, I'm taking one. Mm-hmm. She takes pictures of her friends all the time. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, well, I do, I'm in art college. I hope Give I get one. one. Yeah. <laughs> so I got one. Um, yeah. they're really fun yeah there's something nice to you like it's the same lens like mm-hmm. this camera i have at the moment my mom took pictures of me and she thinks i was probably about eight when she finally went digital mm-hmm. i'm like oh eight-year-old me is in this camera somewhere <laughs> god is it just me do i look very tan up here what the hell <laughs> you can't see oh. it on the podcast why I look very tan. I look the same colour as Greenland. No, I don't. But, I look um, less pale. <laughs> look at me. Was I fake tanning? What the hell? I feel like it's the warmth. Maybe I've that got that. like a rash. And also an old house. Like, <laughs> I'm yellow, warm. Yellow bulbs. There's actually heating no, in this house. No white anything. My blood is rushing. <laughs> That's so nice. <laughs> Do you feel like there were any people, artists or otherwise, that influenced you as an artist? Um... There's there's no like one artist mm. that I constantly looked through or looked up to. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it changes depending on my we, mood and yeah, what I'm in, me what we're I'm we're very in. like um like different. Kate has her top <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So I feel like we're different. Of course, we all are so different. Like in college, you know, mm-hmm. but we we are different in some ways. Like in terms of. I have my my. I'm like this is my girl. This You're is the right girl down. I love right now. <laughs> I'm like William Kentridge all the way. Like, <laughs> Emin, like mm, um, Bacon. Francis Bacon, like he was my first love, like you know, artistic love. That's what we say, and yeah, like I have, and I oh Alice Mart obsessed, like mm. yeah, mm. Aileen Barry obsessed. Um, yeah, I don't have that. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I bring um, that to the table, <laughs> but, but yeah. like. Um, you know, it changes the whole time. Mm. Um, depending. You definitely have influences, though. Yeah, for oh, sure. Yeah. Um, I think, like, at the moment, I'm most interested or, like, inspired by um, the kind of self-publishing space. Mm. Um, so I'm kind of trying to get into that. Um, but, yeah, there's a lot of, like, people kind of around Europe that I've been following. So, yeah, a lot of my inspiration does come from Instagram mm-hmm. um, with people that I follow. But, um, yeah, a lot of... Um, bookmakers that I'm kind of looking yeah. at at the moment do you want to name any that you're like because I know there's a few that I can think I can think of yeah there's a duo in Berlin called Outer Space Press and that are super cool mm. yeah there's a few I think the people that inspire me most are probably just like friends and people who I feel like are kind of on the same level as me or on the same path mm-hmm. maybe like the bigger artists sometimes may feel like out of reach yeah mm. I yeah know. I think I'm just most inspired by the people kind of around me and I'm like in my close mm-hmm. kind of circle or something mm-hmm. yeah I love yeah I'm the same red yeah I love that I think it's nice to be inspired by artists like not because of they made this work or they made this work but just mm-hmm. like the way they exist is really yeah mm-hmm. something to draw from mm-hmm. very printmaker of you <laughs> yeah very print isn't dead yeah. very <laughs> make print social Didn't again Kent, you. <laughs> I think Karita Kent one of her rules that on her like her list of rules was like one of them was like get everything you can out of um like your peers out of your teachers everybody mm. you know all the people around you is that thing Riley printed yes yeah so mm. yeah yeah exactly 
So Fiona Quayle, one of the tutors, she's in great. She'll be future oh. guest. Future guest. <laughs> I love saying you're locked names. in. You're locked in, like, Fiona. Future, future guest. After. Yep, future guest. Um, she writes a printed Karita Kent's rules list of rules. Um, so that's that's one of them. It's really good. You should check it out if you haven't checked it out yet. Yeah, yeah. I think having the. I was even talking to someone today. She was like, I listened to the first episode of the podcast. And she was like, you know, I share a room with 24 other people and don't know what they're doing like 90% mm-hmm. of the time. It's really mm-hmm. odd. And she was like, yeah, I hadn't really thought about the fact that I don't talk to people about their work enough. Mm. I was thinking yeah. about that after the first episode and I was like, I do feel like it's quite an end, like when you're in college anyway, definitely, and definitely in fourth year from what I remember, it's even when I wasn't in fourth year, it's quite intense. Like your own, you're trying to do your thing. And then yeah. I think to have everyone else's, in general, I am very interested in other people's stuff, but I would make time to like see those things, you know what I mean? And talk to people because yeah. that's just how I am anyway. Yeah. Like people mm-hmm. would just end up talking to me about their work mm-hmm. or I would talk to them about their work. Maybe nosy nosy, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they might end up telling me about it. But um, I don't know if I can actually hold that much all the time just to be to know what everyone's doing all the time. Yeah. You know? yeah. And it, yeah, everyone's just like really busy as well. Trying, yeah. Like, I guess sometimes you can kind of get in your own mm. world a bit when you're making work. Um, mm. So yeah, I was just trying to find time as well. Mm. Like I would just, I just need to go home and have food. So. <laughs> yes, yes. I wouldn't be staying around uh-huh. and chatting mm. to people in the evenings. Yeah. Mm. Um, it's crazy how much talent though is just around mm-hmm. Limerick City and lots of other places too, I'm sure in Ireland, you know, yeah. but definitely in Limerick. Um, there's mm-hmm. so much, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, no, it was weird. I was talking to um, kind of a family friend of ours who was over recently who hadn't seen in a while. And um, I was just saying, you should have came to my degree show. You would have liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, and for whatever reason, they didn't get a chance to go. So I mm-hmm. did bring out some of the work that I had on display and just kind of talk them through it. And it was the first time that I kind of read my books again. So mm-hmm. in one of them, I had like the poem that I wrote called Wintering and another one had a poem as well so and she didn't have her glasses with her so I actually haven't had to read them for her so she could actually see or like know what it was about Mm -hmm. um so yeah it was the first time that I was kind of revisiting the work Mm -hmm. which was nice and then she was kind of getting emotional for some of it and I was like (laughs) um so there's something really lovely with them it just reminded me of like the importance of it a lot yeah in those conversations Mm -hmm. There's something really lovely when it comes to poetry or written work to read it to people instead of having people read it. Mm-hmm. Like I know certain people in my life for all their taking it and reading it because they take mm-hmm. it in better that way. But sometimes I prefer reading it to people. Mm-hmm. One of my friends, I'm like, I wrote a new poem and he's like, read it to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, li- I like yeah, that's nice. I that. Taking it off the page. Mm-hmm. yeah you kind of almost forget how much there's so much goes into it at the end of the year you it's in a whole in, in one year it's a lot that you go through it's a yeah. it's a lot and there's other things going on outside I'm of college like too <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you're just like thinking about okay, it till, till you're there okay. yeah no it, it's actually it's good as well like like you said there's so many meaningful things that came out of it and mm-hmm. um, I was going to ask you and say if you could mention about your book as well because there was a book that you had where you 
it was more interactive mm-hmm. uh, with the audience. I need mm. to actually fix it up because it is falling apart. Because <laughs> <laughs> I made it. It wasn't like God, a properly as made book. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't like one of her artist books. It was just, yeah. No, it was one, it was one I made out of, um, I used like my scrap pieces from the um, other book that I made. So it's just like, it was resourceful. <laughs> but it wasn't like bound properly. So mm. it was falling apart. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I wanted, I do like when you, go to an exhibition or something and then people can write into it or have something to write into and kind of give feedback or just a response Mm -hmm. to the work Mm -hmm. I'm never really good at actually writing in those Mm -hmm. because I overthink and then I never know what to to write or have to like write the the right thing in it Mm -hmm. um but I do enjoy like kind of facilitating that and Mm -hmm. then getting Mm -hmm. it back so yeah I did have one that was sat on the so the projector was sitting on a table and then have the book on the table as well mm-hmm. next to the meat bag so you could interact with it so i think i just had written on the first page that like write what you what you want like how you feel or like express how you feel and that your opinions and everything are safe here so i just wanted it to be kind of a safe space for for people to come into especially for the degree show because mm-hmm. having been to ones the years before there's just so much art to see mm-hmm and like the opening day there's just so many people going around mm. as well so it can be a bit overwhelming so i enjoy having a space somewhere that you can kind of retreat from that mm. so yeah that's what i wanted to create so yeah on the the day of the degree show opening before leaving i had a quick uh run upstairs turn off the projector and then i had a flick through the book and there was one person that did write that they were thankful for the space and that they were feeling really anxious with so many people being outside in the I'm courtyard. Getting emotional. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, no, I was like, kind of. I was really happy, but yeah, I was like happy tears then yeah. when I was reading it. But they were just like thankful for the space to take shelter. Um, mm. So after I read that, I was like, kind of, I did what I kind of sought out to do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Make a proud of you. Yeah. Did so well. I got really emotional in that room mm-hmm. seeing I mean I helped with the mm-hmm. setting up of the room but mm-hmm. not yes. necessarily the work mm. so I hadn't seen it all come together fully but that was really special and then I, I wrote something in the book I think about how I was just grateful for every time a home here or something I think I yeah mm. um, yeah I found that little book very emotionally generous of you to like give why am I getting so emotional (laughs) to like give an awful lot of yourself in the work and then invite people to give back was really yeah really yeah it was nice to get I think I was surprised as well with the amount of people that did interact Mm -hmm. and I think it just reminded me of like the generosity of people as well Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) tears on the podcast first tear on the podcast are you crying at home (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah it was there's always those Mm -hmm. moments I always have those moments in college where I just feel so lucky to have Mm -hmm. a home in not even the building but the the people I share it with yeah yeah I think it's a really nice thing to look back on as well yeah Mm -hmm. and I did write on the last day before taking everything down I was in early so I was kind of in the college on my own basically with just the caretakers walking around Mm -hmm. um so I just sat down and I read through the book from first page to Mm -hmm. the last and then I wrote something to myself as well no 
<laughs> yeah, you know what? I actually, on the last day, I was invigilating and I actually read the whole book too. Just <laughs> a nosy fucker. Like. <laughs> but I was very emotional reading it because I'm like, I'm a close friend of yours. But I was like, I'm going to read it. Yeah. And it was brilliant. It was great. Yeah. But, and, um, yeah, and some of the responses also, or things that people wrote, weren't mm-hmm. particularly like related to the work as well. Mm-hmm. They're just like, I miss this person. Or I'd like to be like a sheep running in the field or something <laughs> which i guess is like what the video kind of maybe reminded them of mm-hmm. um yeah just those different responses mm. i love the like participatory mm. element to exhibitions sometimes mm-hmm. it's definitely something i'm eager to implement myself but yeah yeah definitely um because it can be a hard space to or like a daunting space to go into mm-hmm. yeah um like even as an artist you st- i still feel mm-hmm. it yeah, I was kind of thinking of people who mm. aren't familiar with the like kind of gallery space. And degree show is an awful lot of people who yeah. have maybe never been in that mm-hmm. area before. I think the beanbag was really good for that as well. Yeah, so that was I was just thinking of other people as well, mm. and how I wanted them to come into the space and like interact with it. Like making the books definitely helped with that as well. Mm. That I wanted people to pick them up because I'm I'm very tactile as well with my work and I like different textures and mm-hmm. things um so sometimes it's it's nice to actually pick up and interact with mm-hmm. with work mm-hmm. and that art isn't always something that is untouchable yeah that's yeah. supposed yeah. to be on a wall behind mm-hmm. glass and mm-hmm. with a barrier I was walking be accessible to. through mm-hmm. the hall today I have a piece up in the middle of one of the main halls at the moment that's like that the long strip my long strips mm-hmm. that are like the writing is you'd have to tilt your head to see yes and i was just walking down the hall and i saw this girl standing in front of it with her head tilted and it was just this moment where i was like she's reading it (laughs) so it was just really nice to see someone interact with it um yeah i loved i loved that your room and your little space that you you it was a calming space to walk into Mm. Uh uh-huh I was like, I don't really want to see the rest now. Oh. <laughs> just, Thank you. I just sit on the beanbag for the whole thing. <laughs> Definitely lots more to see. My turn, sorry. <laughs> Come back later. <laughs> Hugging the beanbag all day, sorry. <laughs> I just write a little note to Queen and I'm like writing the hours. Two hours have passed since I first sat on the beanbag. Uh. But yeah, I'd love for the work to be shown again. Mm. just play it somewhere else. Because um, I was talking to like another family friend, I'd say the week or two after the degree show, and it really imp- impacted them as well. And they're just saying that how important or how great it would be, um, or how helpful it could be for people suffering with kind of anxiety or anything, any mental health problems um, or struggles. So yeah, to have something like that to go to, yeah. 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 Oh, it'd be so great. Yeah, that's gonna happen. Yeah. That is gonna happen. I'm gonna make it happen. <laughs> Manifest it. Yep. And when it came to installation, was there anything I guess the, the beanbag in that space mm-hmm. but was there anything that you were like, This has to be an element of the setup? Um, I had mm, I had the elements well I was like my first thought was the beanbag and then I kinda got given other advice or ideas. So I was like, hmm, maybe that would be better. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the end, I just, it was kind of overcomplicating things. Mm-hmm. So I just 
Kama said, you know, just go with your first thought, which is the beanbag, and yes. don't overthink it too much. And also, you don't want to, like, put too much money in and buying other mm-hmm. things to add to the space. So the beanbag just made sense. And then I had a rug at home that I w- could use. Mm-hmm. And that matched, like, color-wise. So, yeah, no, I, I knew kind of coming up to the degree show that I, I wanted to have books on display. I had the video and I wanted it to, to be projected. Didn't know what that would look like, if it would be projected on large scale mm. um, or small scale. But I did, I guess, coming back to the idea of print as well, I wanted that to be a key of the exhibition. So mm. I wanted the books, like print when the books, to be highlighted as well or not become a small thing like kind of in the corner on the shelf mm-hmm. yeah. i want them them to be on display um so yeah those are kind of the key elements and then i just figured out it was it was quite last minute what i how i actually set the thing up but not kind kind of right. but not really because so much was so um thought out and so much so much um mm really like experimenting or thinking through it and also physically doing a lot of tests of everything like you tested a lot of like projections on different materials like a blanket etc there was so much of that and I even remember with like Quilum was so that was something that really stood out to me like you were so considerate of like people's experience of the work Mm. like it's really uh, admirable how much you that was like a big thing that you were one of the people that really thought about that Mm -hmm. I think it kind of definitely inspired everyone in the class as well in my opinion to actually consider that a big time because there's other people who did consider that in the end as well but you had spoken about that in a in a crit kind of a it wasn't even a crit but we had a, a tutor who who did these um kind of what were, what were they called again like an opportunity where you got to speak to the class anyway and you would kind of present your work. Yeah. And it wasn't a group crit, it was a different kind of format. But yeah, Quilin spoke about that and you were one of the first ones in the year, I think, to speak about that. And you were very like, like considered. Like you, you would, I remember you talking about the, there's like a, the bean bag, but you would, you would talked about how your grandmother, you know, if she was going to, you know, you know, she wanted to be able to sit down on it and like. Make it accessible for all people. Make it accessible people. for all yeah. people, for people to be able to go there. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah, which is hard to do. But yeah, I yeah. did. I think, yeah, a lot of times I put other people before myself. So I wanted, mm. I also wanted it to be a space, or I always think of things that how I would want mm. to, you know, if I was kind of on the other side of it, how I would want to experience or what would kind of engage me in the work. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how I thought about it. Mm. And sometimes there can be, you know some people expect you know if you're not in the art world sometimes it can seem quite intimidating and of course when we're, we're more exposed to more to more art and seeing more art mm-hmm. because we're in that space we're surrounded by people who are artistic and you're more encouraged to do that but I, I don't know like when it comes to the open day and or like the actual exhibition and everything a lot of people's families come and a lot of, like good lot of people don't do art and they yeah. could be like what's this what's that <laughs> um but I think you really thought about everyone mm-hmm. yeah 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 so i think it was also probably inspired by some exhibitions we have gone to mm-hmm. remember there was one on our holiday last year that don't even know what the video was that we were there mm-hmm. but there's beanbags and we just sat there because i think we were walking around all day oh yeah mm-hmm. um, yeah but there was a crazy video in a in a church in was this a church in italy it was a like a church in italy that was then uh turned into a uh, like a what's it called like a gym 
for a school. Was that I right? So. Yeah. So it was like an exhibition. There was a, an old church that was turned into a gym we just for a school. Upon this wow. huge You're like, like project. It wasn't even a projector. It was like on a big huge screen. Mm-hmm. And yeah, projector at the back. And yeah, huge ginormous bean bags. Not Quillen's bean bag now because that and was like was, a normal there was size. One for each of us huge yeah. yeah they were like the size of four people maybe like they were just huge yeah. like big clouds really but um, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. um yeah so yeah that was probably one and there's mm. also you had sent me or remind me of olivia marie fredericks mm-hmm. um exhibition or little like oh, setup yes, she had i remember in, i think it was in her college she had a little setup yes um she's an american kind of zine um maker mm. Um, so she had set up she's in the Tyler school of is this the Tyler it's definitely it's called Tyler something uh, Tyler for making or something mm-hmm. like that um, yeah. you'll find it on Instagram yeah um, but yeah she did a little setup in just a corner of the college somewhere mm-hmm. um, with her zine yeah so there is a nice carpet a little light mm-hmm. on a side table and then her zines were on display mm-hmm. and I think she had a computer or something where you could yeah. like visit her website yeah it was gorgeous um, oh. But yeah, mm. it was a really like soft space. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's interesting, like so many artists, like bear their soul through this work that's just hung on a white wall, like very clinically measured and calculated. Mm. That it's refreshing to see someone like you consider making the space comfortable. Mm. For people to experience the emotions they have while looking at it. Mm-hmm. It's very um, kind. Mm-hmm. Mm. Thoughtful. Yeah, it was very genuine. Like the actual work where it came from as well. So I think it was the way that you executed it is how it should have been. How it should be considered like in a vulnerable way or. Because I think that like setting up processes it's hard to get the ideas you have in your head onto like into the actual space. Mm-hmm. I remember while helping out with the floors and the walls, you were like crouched around the place with a measuring tape, like measuring oh, yeah. things out and everything. Yeah, it's like just like where to begin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of figuring out to do. Mm-hmm. And yeah, mm-hmm. I had done. I think I was, yeah, doing up drawings then on the iPad or taking pictures of the space and then like mapping everything in mm-hmm. I did a whole like three I felt like there's a website yes. line that I could do like a 3D room <laughs> so I literally mm. like took those measurements and made like you know all the put all the walls in put the windows in mm-hmm. um, and then I don't think they didn't have like a projector thing so I'm just like here just whip around I'm like TV either painting screen. or as a TV or something yeah, yeah. no I saw her plans versus my plans and I was like, right, I drew mine on procreation. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, well. I feel like I'd just be like, my plan is up here. In <laughs> yeah, you can't. It has to be actually physical. But I'm sorry, sorry. We I shouldn't know. talk about it's it. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'll get there. I'll think yeah, if you're not in fourth year and you're not, if you're in college in the podcast, don't even think about it. <laughs> don't you just worry do about things as you come. Head. Don't you worry about it. <laughs> don't worry about the thing. <laughs> yeah do you have like a a favorite memory from your your journey so far i was gonna say the performance workshop but that doesn't sound like particularly fond memory um 
No, that was like a mm-hmm. transformative memory, I would say. But mm-hmm. um, well, besides the degree show, I would say the collaborative project I did with Simon oh, yeah. Jody. Mm. Um, so I did that in third year. I think it was third year. Yes, I think so. Mm. Uh, yeah, it was in second year. In mm-hmm. third year, so Sive is a poet um, from Limerick and Jody then is my friend from graphic design. So Sive had been putting up some of her poems on Instagram and then, yeah, herself and Jody got talking and then wanted to make some kind of publication. So, and then I had done a zine beforehand on the Rhizo. So since I had that experience, I guess that skill set, Jody mm-hmm. came to me and mm-hmm. she was like, do you want to hop on the project? And I was like, yes, please. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we did a Rides Graph zine, uh, Rides Graph poetry zine of Sive's poems. So we did a whole edition of 100 and yeah, we raised 1500 for Women's Aid for the first release. So we did um, uh, <laughs> like a launch night in the record room at the commercial. Mm-hmm. So that was really fun. Uh, but yeah, they sold out like so quick, mm-hmm. <laughs> so quickly. So that was really fun. And then since they sold out really quick, we were like, we've, we've got to make more. Mm-hmm. Um, so a few months later, we got together again and started brainstorming. And we made a second edition and switched up the colours. And then mm-hmm. we had another uh, launch night but in the church gallery in the college. So we made more of like an exhibition we had. Mm-hmm. So I've made videos from her like home videos mm-hmm. um a few of mine as well and yeah we projected some of the like prints from or the pages from the mm. from the book um yeah it's a it was great really exhibition mm-hmm. i remember that was the first time like using the raspberry pi as well for you so that definitely yeah. helped me out later on <laughs> Yeah, I remember we found out the magic yeah. of Raspberry Pi, and oh, I always like, like we discovered three. we discovered what it was, right? I didn't yeah. know about it until like we went to like, Galway, we went to an exhibition. Pie, like, yeah, we went to Tolka. Sure, you can't eat it. Yeah, there's a festival in in Galway called Tolka, and one of the one of the places we went, it was listed as one of the things, and we were oh, like okay. Raspberry What's Pi. Like, That's so funny. Thing. And I think you I had, had an idea. Small. Yes. Yeah. I think my family have one. So. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know what it was. No, it was really fun. Uh, I think we learned a lot as well. Mm-hmm. And it was nice to have a project that mm-hmm. wasn't related to college. Yeah. Um, and my main, like, projects. Mm-hmm. I, I added it in, but mm-hmm. it wasn't the main thing. It was yeah. great that it was, like, I feel like a collaborative project, too. Yeah, I think it was that? the first, like, collaborative project that I enjoyed as well. Like, they, mm-hmm. you know, in school or in, in college, they mm-hmm. do have, like, these random mm-hmm. projects that yeah. they have you do. Um, but it just it never works if you're never all interested in the mm-hmm. same thing, yeah. Um, or as passionate about it. But we all, we all were, and we had the same vision, mm-hmm. um, for it. And it wasn't given to you, you like yeah. it was brought to you, but it was like uh, you were brought on, and mm-hmm. you were all kind of brought on, and Sive was the poet. Yeah. Yeah. So. So I guess it was more like technical for you than it was like personal. Maybe a break from like a personal practice where mm-hmm. you're focusing more on the technique of doing something or the process of doing something yeah like the um like me and jody both designed but she obviously brought like all the the type mm. skills mm. and that so she did a lot of the graphic design side of it um mm. but yeah it was good to learn and see her process as well mm. within that mm-hmm. yeah and um, you were such a key part in like the riso 
I remember like the rhizo um, yeah. and you all know, of that. The understanding of, of layers as a print yes. student as well. Huge. Because obviously rhizo is like mm. a mix between like your digital printer mm. and um, screen print. Um, so it only prints one layer at a time. Mm. So that was the thing also when we were like separating the layers and we had to yeah. get right. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but yeah, no, I, yeah. I really enjoyed the process of just having, like we the second edition we did two, 200 of, um, which was really fun. So just, yeah, printing the amount and then just, we had a little system going, stacking the paper and then stapling mm-hmm. and then folding and cutting and stuff. That's yeah, fun. so great. So last, last question, Quilan, that we have for you is, is there any advice that you want to share with people listening? Anything that's helped you in the past or is helping you now or going forward that you think of? Um, yeah. Um, I was thinking about this before because you did mm. give me a heads up on this question yes. because <laughs> advice is I feel like mm. I don't know I could probably say something like really profound just in casual like mm-hmm. regular conversation mm-hmm. just blank right now mm-hmm. um but I think having like a good group of people around you is definitely helpful but there was something my mom said yesterday mm. um that I think someone put up on Facebook and it was like don't no don't take criticism off someone you wouldn't ask for for advice yes mm. I've heard that something one. like that mm. and I was like I was this is kind of like what I was thinking of earlier yes um so I guess like listen you know if any of your tutors and stuff are have opinions and stuff about your work or just anyone in general mm. but always stay true as well to just your vision because mm-hmm. sometimes it can easily get lost as well mm-hmm. um but yeah it does help having kind of key people there that you could go to and ask for advice and yeah they could be like critical but mm. in a way that you accept and respect and stuff mm-hmm. um so yeah that probably be my advice <laughs> incredible that's great beautiful um, beautiful yes yeah. oh fantastic so this yeah. is so fun yeah right we never mentioned the collaboration. <laughs> we never mentioned our merch. I meant to say it at the start. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, we're starting shop, guys. <laughs> Already. <laughs> Two episodes All in. of it. Yeah. <laughs> me, me and Kate went to Print Van Gogh's little pop-up at, mm. um, in town today. So I did. You could do a little postcard with uh, mm. letterpress stamps or like letters. Yeah. I did a little shout up. I'm networking. One. Yeah, she did a little shout out yeah. to the podcast. I feel like this is the first reference to the podcast name since we started it. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Thing. You know what? The first episode, and then I was like, this is, "Me and Lucy will be doing an episode together again because we have to explain the name and everything. We didn't do anything. <laughs> I'll be prepared for that one." <laughs> <laughs> Let me say it in oh, the trailer voice. Yeah. Shut up, I never <laughs> I love it. Uh, it's uh, lovely to have you on. My sister in print. You're like Aww. my print older sisters. Yay. Even though you're not much older. You were like little minions. <laughs> yeah. Print minion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, thanks for having me on. Of course. Oh, so good to have you on. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for sharing everything, Queen. Of course. And it's also it's been nice to talk about my work again because I feel like it hasn't mm. been done in a while mm-hmm. yes um just to be inspired again mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yes for sure yay, yay! <laughs> go print bye, bye. guys